0: Hey this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by. Welcome everyone to the 314th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast, officially known as the Pi episode. Um, Oh, yeah. I wanted to to talk to you about this experience I had going to a medical specialist uh, that I had never seen before. Uh, Now, I know you may know this. uh, Well, I'm pretty sure you know this. But I suffer from uh, terrible tinnitus. Uh, Right. I pronounce it as tinnitus, but apparently it's called tinnitus. Did you know that? Oh, my God. I know. I know at first
0: my world at is at first
1: when i know i know <laughs> up is down left is right yeah. so i called the i got uh, i did my physical a while back and i just let the doctor know that i have really bad tinnitus she goes well uh, let me refer you to an ent specialist the ear nose and throat now if you peruse webmd and uh, sort of internet in general the going Uh, explanation is there is no cure for tinnitus that the ringing is terrible there's nothing you can do the best thing you can do from a regular person perspective is prevention so just keep the noise down keep like the the audio assault on your ears uh, as low as possible Right, but if you are afflicted with it, white noise is the best way to alleviate symptoms. There are other reasons why you could get tinnitus. They said it could be a viral infection. There could be benign growth on like the back end of your ears. Wow! Really? All of that, yeah. All of that, though. Those things can be scanned in terms of they can see those things. Okay. Uh, but even with the benign growth behind your ears, uh, you do need sort of uh, indicators, if you will to decide if you need those. So I'll take a step back. I, you know I, call, I told my, my doctor, she said she'd refer me to an ENT. There is a ma- there's like a pretty big I, I, I live on the block of a massive hospital. And across the street, there's like a medical sort of like a doctor's sort of office, right? There's like maybe 15 floors worth of offices. Yeah. And so it was nice because I literally left my apartment building, walked across the street, maybe 20 yards, and I was in, in the office. It was great.
0: Nice. Simple. You know, Not yeah. don't to spent too much time on that cold.
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, it's snowing out here. I don't know about you.
0: Oh, is it? I didn't know it was yeah. supposed to snow up there too.
1: Yeah, it's snowing. Northern Jersey, it's expecting eighteen inches tonight. Wow! So I know yeah. in Philly
0: it was like six to ten inches. I think is what the the, yeah. the estimate yeah, was.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a slow mover. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, so I meet the doctor, sort of uh, give him the rundown of things. I told him that as a as a child, you know, I've gone to the ENT or maybe the pediatrician, or whatever. They basically pulled out a lot of the wax in my ear once. Uh, and then nothing really like there's, there's never been any concussions no weird surgeries or whatever and he goes alright let's just do a hearing test uh, he, he, he first like looked in my ears uh, he like blew some stuff I don't know if it was in or it was a little bit of water in there but he was like uh, everything looks clean well, I'm gonna go do a hearing test so uh, a nurse walks me into this room and it looked like one of those things at a call of duty where you're like in a bunker where it's almost like this like steel and the room is a regular office uh, uh, sort of doctor's room but half yeah. of it has like almost like a bunker room and it's almost like a soundproof sort of facility so she had to put these special ear like headphones on me earphones yeah. and then she closed the door and immediately i could i felt like i could hear my heart beating that's how like insulated wow. it was yeah so she gets on the mic and she's like, you know, I can hear. Her. She goes, all right, I want to say a few words. And I just need you to repeat the words after me. And I could I could tell, like, it was almost like testing headphones. Where, you're like, right, I can hear on the left side. I can hear it on the right side now. I can hear it in the middle of me. And then she goes, all right, now what we're going to do after the repeating the words test is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play uh, this thing. It's going to beep. I just need you to say the word yes whenever you hear a beep. And again, it's very similar. It was like left side, right side, middle, and they were like super, super faint beeps. And um, I thought I got as much as I could. And then she goes, "Great, you did. You did great." She goes, uh, "The only thing that I noticed was there is, and I wish I remember, but there is this little valve that everyone has in their ears, and." It's supposed huh? to help you repressurize. So when you get on an airplane, you know, your ears pop, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when you swim really deep in the pool, your ears pop. It's just meant to repressurize you. My, sort of the valves for me, they don't move as much as they should. Huh. So I don't remember if it was her saying, Do your ears have a hard time popping or do they continue to pop? And I go, I don't, You know, I've never really noticed it uh she goes well it can affect your balance and i go well i do get vertigo on like loop-de-loop roller coasters that's why i hate roller coasters you yeah know? if i go on a if i go like on a basic roller coaster that goes all the way up and it's, it's like very linear all the way down i never like i never tilt one way or the other then i'm fine relatively speaking. okay yeah I, yeah I can i can handle like the the heart of my stomach feel but what i can't uh, really take is if we like corkscrew or do a loop that'll gotcha. throw i'll give you i'll be busy i'll be busy i'll be busy yeah. for days afterward yeah so it's like well i hate feeling That's, dizzy. you know yeah
0: not for days it's horrible
1: for days yeah so um i go back to the ent doctor he goes hey listen you have above average hearing and you you know, everything in your ear looked fine. No signs of trauma in your ears. And you don't seem like you have an ear infection. He was showing me all these, like, graphs. He goes, you know, because there's, like, you know, the, the line is moving this way, you don't have an ear infection. But if it moved this way, you might have an ear infection. She goes, your hearing is above average. You know, for someone who has tinnitus, you somehow can still hear really well. I go, okay, great. He goes, unfortunately, right now, there is no solve. He goes, there the, there's an outside chance that you might have benign tumor growth on the nerve behind your ear. But because of all of these things, he goes, like, if you had a growth, you would you would not be able to hear well. That's He goes, that's, like, one of the leading indicators. Because you can hear better than normal, that makes me not want to give you the MRI. He goes, now, I can refer you to an MRI, but it's his, it was his professional opinion that it wasn't necessary. I see. And, you know, going under for an MRI is probably not the best thing for someone who has tinnitus, right? So, unnecessarily, we'll say. So, you know, I I will say this. It, was it disappointing to not feel like, you know, there was something that could happen? Sure. But, yeah. you know, health is wealth in 2021. And I've already gotten my physical. I've got a couple of shots. Not the COVID vaccine. Um, I've gone to the dentist. I got my, did I tell you I got my feelings done?
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, we talked about it last week.
1: Yeah, got my fillings done. Um, so one of the fillings, which was super close to the nerve, uh, when I bite down, it's a little sensitive. I get that little like rush of cold. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And you know the both the dentist and online article understand it. It could take a couple of days up to a few weeks, depending on how close to the nerve it was for the tooth to harden around the enamel. Uh, so I harden around like the injection site. To, so I, I, I can't, and this is going to sound crazy, but I can't bite down really hard on like my back molars in a sense because it feels like this like, you know, a my teeth to, like a sensitive tooth. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in a few weeks or so, it'll be back to normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really it for me overall. I want to see a dermatologist at some point. Because uh, okay. I've never gone to the dermatologist before. I don't know if you've yeah, ever been, been to the aware. dermatologist.
0: No, never, never.
1: Um, I also want to go to. A, I kind of want to go to an oncologist. Oh, really? And uh, and get my uh my colon checked out. I feel like we're getting to a point now where it's probably best just to like know, like you know, you're you're a father now. You know, you're a husband and a father, and if you feel like. You know, we we live rather healthy lifestyles, but I hate reading. I hate reading about people who like lived a healthy lifestyle and then something came out of nowhere. And it's like, how how might we uh, prevent that from happening? I've had friends that are our age that have already gotten colonoscopies done. They're just like yeah, it is what it is. Same. You know it, but it's uh, it's one of those things where it affects obviously it affects men more than women. And uh, you don't want to get the terrible news that you have some sort of ridiculously terrible thing with your colon when all you would have done, all you could have done early was just get it checked out. So I'm, I'm sort of working my way up to the schedule on that one. Um, yeah. A little bit invasive, obviously. Um, but, you know, dermatology first, first and foremost, uh, I'm trying to like just go through the checklist of like things I should be doing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also
1: thinking that if you if you do it earlier, and I'm I'm really taking the the lesson that I had with my dentist to heart, which is you go see your dentist every six months. You got a good shot at like keeping things in check. You wait the number of years that I waited, you, they might yank at all your teeth. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. That's just me. I'm trying to I'm trying to be trying to take advantage of just like you know got got decent insurance and you know in in a place right now where we're not really traveling much so let's just make sure that like the body's okay
0: yeah yeah absolutely i uh i definitely need to get on it um i haven't been a bit busy lately with the interviews and stuff but i'm sure i uh i definitely need to start making a couple of appointments especially since i will be losing my insurance soon so um yeah, gotta, gotta take advantage while I while I have it because while I've paid for it, because I didn't pay for I didn't pay for like the scrub insurance. So, um, that that has to be what maybe one of the things I do this week, uh, this weekend, or something. Um, this week's a bit busy, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Anyways, how you doing?
0: Uh, man, I had an interesting weekend. Um, so the last time I had been on a plane was March, uh, when I came back from England with Lena and Gordon, when uh, mm-hmm. we had to kind of call an, an emergency end to our trip due to um, the shutting of borders because of COVID. You know, that's, that's when COVID started taking off. The, the I think like two days before we came back, that's when Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell tested positive. Oh, Tom Jesus. Hanks and his wife tested positive. So like all these like high profile cases of people testing positive for COVID, I think kind of sparked the uh you know, people finally taking it taking it seriously. And so which is so funny to think about now, like before people took COVID seriously, you know? Like even if I like think about TVs and mo- or like documentaries or, or movies, oftentimes I find myself watching these things and I'm like, Well man, these people are so close to each other or man, where are these people's oh, yeah. masks? And it's like, Oh, you're watching something that was filmed in like two thousand seventeen, like, dude, chill. Um, anyway. So because of my, my job's ending, I had to return my laptop. Rather, I had to return both my laptops. Um, during COVID, during our lockdown, working from home period, I got an, a new computer, a new work computer. And so I brought that computer with me to Florida, which, which with the intention of working with it from here until you know we finally went back to the office and everything. Well, not sorry, not working from, not working from Florida with it, but just, or till that point, but just working here till we went back home. And then for the foreseeable future, and so because the job's ending, I had to return the laptop. And so they, you know, I didn't have any plans or on when I was going to go back. And I was trying to communicate with with HR about when they needed that back and how they wanted me to send it back. And they basically sent me a thing saying, uh, you know, would you be able to just drop it off in your, you know, in your desk? And um, the again, the issue is that I have that laptop at home, and it was going to be complicated to try to get that one to the office as well so i was thinking about it for a little bit and they basically said ask if i could do it um, sometime this week so i was trying to figure out when would be a good time to do it and i haven't i have a a final interview this coming thursday and i'm doing a lot of interview prep for that so like and, and like prep in terms in the sense that for like the these positions that i'm applying to there are like you know, and and you're you're used to it too, like all day all day interviews. You know, you're there for like eight hours. Of course, it's virtual, but one of the things that I have to do is give an hour long presentation on one of my more more recent projects, and I don't have a um, you know a current like final presentation set on or slide deck on on what I what I want to talk about. So that's mostly what I've been working or need to work on this week, and so. It, it didn't make sense for me to try to fly back time before that interview. So the only opportunity to do it would have been to leave Thursday afternoon or, or sorry Thursday evening so that I actually had access to the building to drop off the laptop on Friday or do it this weekend while I had time while, while I had um, yeah, while I had time to do that. And so what I decided to do was book a flight um, for Saturday afternoon yeah Saturday afternoon and to go to philly and then drop off the computers basically go to the house get some stuff together drop off the computers and then fly back here to florida so that's what i did i uh i took a flight on frontier airlines yesterday it was uh, a 4 p.m flight it was about two and a half hours uh in in air it's probably less actually we, we, we i think we did it like two hours and the flight the flight there wasn't so bad um You know, I, I, I was super paranoid about getting on a plane in general. Don't like the idea of, it. I didn't like the idea of it. Don't like the idea of sitting so close to people who like, you know, maybe people are well-meaning, but some people are just like really blatantly bad at wearing masks or keeping their masks on at all times. And so, you know, like you'll, you'll see people like just laughing and talking up on the phone and they're, they're lowering their masks because a person on the other end can't hear them very well. Or you'll see people pull their mask down because they're they can't get into their phone with with a face ID, so they pull their mask down so that their phone could see their face. Or you'll see people just eating, right? Because like some of these airlines will will yeah. say you have to keep your you have to keep your mask on unless you were eating and you're allowed to eat. So if you buy food in the airport, if you buy a burger in the airport, you're allowed to eat that on the plane if you want, and it doesn't matter if you're sitting next to people. Um, You know how else are you gonna get the food into your mouth so that was my concern people overall were pretty good um the people the people around me masked up the whole time i had a i double masked so i had like a surgical mask on under on um closest to my mouth and then i had a cloth mask over that i don't have an n95 mask so couldn't do that uh i had a um hand sanitizer so i was just constantly anytime i like accidentally touch something i would just pull the hand sanitizer out and just rubbing rubbing up um i rented a car so that when we landed i didn't have to interact you know i didn't have to have my dad or anybody else try to come out and pick me up and expose them to anything especially like on my clothes or whatever so just took the uh literally got in the rental car went home um I had to drive my my car around a little bit because it's been a while since that's been driven um so I drove that I just quickly went out and picked up picked up some food came home and ate and then took a shower um at that point I, I kind of like wrapped up some of the things or got some of the things together that um we wanted to bring back here some like clothes for Gordon um like a thermos for his food you know when we leave the house or whatever go to the park and stuff so it's something that he can have food in to keep it warm um and then I had to start getting some of my files together for um, for work or for this presentation because I have to, you know, again, I have to give a presentation. I'm talking about one of my more recent projects, and so I was trying to get some of the um, the some of the old presentations that I present that I that I had given on this project, as well as mm-hmm. some uh, figures that I had created for the project, some of like the actual raw images. Because what's in the paper isn't everything that I have. That ended up being a, a bit of a an, a fun process for me. Um, I, I couldn't I couldn't like upload it directly to Google Drive because Google drive is blocked I should have used Dropbox but my Dropbox is full and I didn't want to or it's like largely full and I didn't want to have to like reorganize files and all that stuff so I didn't do that I ended up doing it via flash drive which ended up being more complicated than I thought it would be um, I had to encrypt the, the drive for security reasons and then getting the files onto another computer then ended up being a bit weird with the software. Um like the the copying software. But nevertheless I was able to do it. So I have a few of those um those pre- old old presentations as well as uh the the images that I would want to create this this presentation and so yeah, then I and then I, uh, I I got to play a little bit of duty for the first time in a month with uh with Mark. Shout out to Mark, you know me I don't give shout outs like that. So um <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, overall, overall, it was good. Um, it was cold. Definitely, definitely jarring from Florida where it was, I think, 75 degrees when I left and I landed in uh, Philly and it was like 22. Um, and I also didn't realize it was supposed to snow. That was the other thing. I, had ch- I quickly checked the forecast before I booked anything, but I only looked at like, you know, the little symbols or whatever. I didn't like read anything in depth. And I was like, oh, let me just see if this precipitation is like a chance. I think I saw like the chance of precipitation was fairly low. So I don't know what I was looking at because when I landed and I was at the rental car place, the guy was like, oh, you're just going to barely miss the snow. And I was like, snow. He's like, yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, wait, was it's supposed to snow. He's like, yeah, like six to eight inches or something like that. I was like, what? And so I was I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, you know, even even when it comes to the forecast, you're trying to predict when something is going to start. You never really know. And so I was a little nervous that, you know, I had to drive from Delaware all the way back up to Philly, then back to the, back to the airport. Um, but it, luckily, uh, when I woke up, opened up the curtains, there was no snow on the ground, which was good. I um, just quickly grabbed breakfast and, and got the stuff together, hit the road. Um, I, I messed up though. I, I have a, a desk key on my car key. Right, so you know, because I would normally okay. have my car key with me every day I go into the office, so my desk key's on that is on my car key. Granted, I don't have anything in my desk that was worth locking, so my desk was always unlocked um, but so I took i i I forgot to take that back with me, so I have to at some point in the future drop off that desk key because I'm sure they'll want that back um but yeah, that was the only thing um oh so i- dro- I go to drop off all this stuff, right so i have I have two laptops. I have, I think, three chargers because I had a oh, and a docking station. So the docking station has a charger, which is identical to the laptop itself, its charger. And then I had another another laptop with its own charger. So I had three lap, or two laptops and three chargers. Plus, I have my personal laptop and that charger because I was working while I was at the airport waiting for the plane. So I go to the office and I go to drop off the uh, the stuff. And I quickly like pull out the stuff and like, I don't know why I'm like rushing, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in a rush because I want to get to the airport like two hours early as if that's going to matter. Like I have TSA pre-check. I'm not checking any bags. It's literally just me. I'm not eating. I have nothing else to do, but for whatever reason, I still, I still like put it in my head that I need to be there at this time, even though I know very well that that's allowing for like an hour plus buffer with all like, with all the details that I said, like it's going to take me like less than five minutes to get from the entrance of the airport to my gate. So it's not really that big of a deal, but nevertheless, just in case something goes wrong, I want to be there early. And so because of that, oh, sure. I'm kind of like rushing to get my stuff together so that I can get out and get back on the road to get to the airport. So I quickly grab these la- the the two laptops, put them in and I'm trying to grab the chargers out and I'm like looking at the brand and I put them in and then I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's all three. Let's go. And so, uh, and the, Ah crap. Then I remember I just remember one thing that I forgot. I forgot my picture. Dang it. Um so I emptied out the desk, but I have a picture of me and Gordon and Lena um on my uh on my desk and I forgot to grab that.
1: Oh man.
0: So I'll have to remember to ask somebody for that back. I'm have to, I'll, I I I I'll have to ask somebody to just hold on to it and then we'll meet up at some point in the future. But yeah. I want that picture. Um so yeah. Can you have him I, mail it to you? Yeah, I probably could. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I, think, hard I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask the uh the, the person who sits next to me. Um I'm sure she would do it, no problem. So yeah, we um so I go back to my car, get in, go to the gas station to, to fill up the tank before I drop off the rental car, and I'm like, I need to double check one thing. Let me just quickly confirm that the charger that I have I didn't just happen to do something crazy like put my personal charger in the desk and keep one of the work chargers on me. Go open up my bag and sure enough, I did. I kept the wrong charger and I put the the one that I need in the desk. So I had to go back and it was like a 10-15 minute drive to get back there, um, park, go upstairs and swap them out. I was able to do it though. Um, And then from there, I just went straight to the airport because I filled up the tank, you know plenty, plenty full, so it wasn't gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, dropped off the car, went to the airport. Sure enough, like I said, I was I was through the like from from the time that I stepped into the airport to the time that I was at my gate was probably around five minutes and I had about a good twenty minutes to kill at the at the gate, maybe even a little bit more before we actually started boarding. Nice. Um this flight was a, was more packed. Uh, the first flight Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Yeah, so the first flight was fairly full, but not super full. So there were three there were two people next to me. And shortly after we took off, they were able to like readjust themselves. I think there was a, a row over that, or another row somewhere that only had one person in it. So that person, the 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 person in the aisle seat went and sat in that seat. And then the person who was next to me sat in the aisle seat. So we had, you know, we had uh, a seat buffer at least. Um, but this flight coming back, that was not the case. I, pretty much every seat was sold. And so, you know, you're just mad close to everybody very aware of it. Um this time though, on unlike the first flight where I, I I just like watched movies. I watched uh I watched The Devil all the time on Netflix, which I actually enjoyed. That was pretty good. That is a good movie. Yeah. Um on the uh the way back, I started watching uh Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie. How is that I actually didn't it it, it seems it seems like it's going to be good so far, but I started getting tired about 30 minutes in and my neck was bothering me because the angle that I was watching it because I'm holding my tablet on my lap and I'm staring down at it and just kind of like keeping that that um keeping that angle or whatever with on my neck just was bothering me and so um I was like yeah, I'm gonna stop watching this and I started feeling tired anyway so I ended up actually sleeping most of the most of the flight home or back down to Florida so that was it um landed i always have like little slight slight annoyances with people on planes because of the way people handle like getting like boarding or or um deplaning when like you know when you're deplaning it should be you know you're, you're it's front to back right so when you're when it's your when your row is up you got like if you're in the aisle seat right mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta wait for the for the entire row of every row in front of you to leave you don't just jump out in front of the person who's in the window seat if that person's standing up and ready to go like you don't just walk in front of them you got to wait and so on the way back to philly everyone did it no problem but on this flight everyone was trying to jump ahead of everybody else and so like now i feel like i don't want to say i feel like a jerk but like i'm gonna step out into the aisle in front of you because you don't you don't belong here like i'm standing here i'm ready to go so um i always get annoyed by that the other the other quick quick aside is uh have you ever noticed how rude employees are in the philly airport
1: i have not flown out of philly in a long long time
0: okay i was i wasn't sure if you had so flying flying out of philly man most of the employees there are just like horrend, they're they're terrible people people persons um they just don't seem they, so like i here's the example i'm 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 going to the security line right Walk up the stairs, and I'm uh, and normally on the at the uh, at the Philly airport, the TSA pre check is on the far end. So you would walk up, and you they would send you back, like they would send you down along the rope like halfway, and then you would make a left and go down the windy things to go to the normal security gates. But the pre check, you would have to go all the way down and then enter on a separate side, and they only had like one gate open for that. But that gate, I've seen it before. Where that gate is either not open so when TSA precheck is closed or maybe they have like employees only or whatever so there's a man standing at the normal entrance at the entrance for like normal security and so I just ask him I say is a uh, pre-check open because typically what I would see when I'm at the Philly airport are signs that say pre-check this way but there were no signs up so I was wondering if it was open or if it was closed and so I asked the man I'm like uh, excuse me is, is TSA pre-check down there is it open and he uh He doesn't even look at me. Like, he's kind of staring ahead into the distance at, I don't know, whatever he was staring at. And he doesn't even say a word. He just kind of does a small, like, head nod, and that's it. I don't know (laughs) Like, you work here, dude. (laughs) These people are so... And, and like, anytime I deal with the people who work at, like, the ticketing counters, especially when you're checking bags and you have a lot of people going on, like, it's just a lot happening, the people just... Almost always rude, and so if you ever interact with somebody at the Philly airport who's like extremely kind or just like really, um I don't know, like attentive, it's always shocking. And like, oh wow, that person was really nice. Whereas, like, if you were to go to any other airport and someone's that nice to you, it's like, oh yeah, that's they're just kind of doing their job, but that's how they're supposed to be because that's how everybody is. But at Philly, it feels like that person's going above and beyond. And I'm oftentimes wondering why are these people allowed to have jobs here? <laughs> like, why don't these people get fired? Oh, yeah. But I, I guess there's no there's no standard when it comes to uh, you know people skills and and uh, kindness because like not be a kindness like I don't know like I didn't take it personal like I didn't I wasn't upset by it or anything like it I, it barely fazed me but it's just like another example of like man these people can't eat, like the dude couldn't even be bothered to say yes he couldn't be bothered to look at me and nod his head he just stared straight ahead and he gave just one gentle moved his head down once. And then he brought it back up to a level and just kept staring at whatever he was staring at. That was it. But yeah. That Aren't was, you uh... happy you're out of there? <laughs> that was the travel story. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm back here. I hate leaving. I hate leaving Gordon and Lena. I don't like leaving them for, for like more than a night. It always bothers me. Um, so yeah, definitely glad to be back here. And, um, yeah, we'll be we we'll, we will be back there in a few short weeks. So it's look like I think I think we'll probably be back there in like two or three weeks now.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: And then yeah, especially well, if if I end up having to take a job, if I end up taking a job somewhere that's uh that's not near near enough to home, we might have to get on a, a plane altogether to go check out check out the area before we make any decisions. That is true. Yeah. Like it, it would be, it would be tough to, to take a job without actually visiting, you know, like not, I don't have to visit the office, but like visiting the area, checking out the, checking out the homes, checking out the, you know, just the local area. Do we like it? Do we see ourselves driving down these streets every day, learning the roads? I don't know. So, um, if you do that,
1: uh, let me know, let me know what your process is. Cause I've never really had to do that. Yeah. Uh, Living in New York City, it's normally just like, all right, what trains am I taking? Right, right. Uh, And then it's normally just, all right, if I'm taking the subway to work, I should probably just figure out where on the platform to stand. Just so, like, (laughs) leaving the station is, like, the most, uh, the easiest thing to do. Uh, Yep. But, yeah, with regards to, like, buying a place or, like, moving physical location, I've never really had to do that.
0: Right, yeah. The thing that worries me is taking Gordon on a plane. I mean, it'd be one thing if it's just me and Lena. You know, the two of us can hop on a plane. No problem. Um, you know, keep our distance from other people. But the thing is, Gordon wants to walk around. It's hard to keep him in place uh, if we're sitting on him. Like if the kid has his mind of his own. He's going to want to like jump out of your lap. And he's, he would technically be a lap baby like because a, a, he's not two. So you technically wouldn't have to pay for him. But I don't even know if he would sit still if we put him in the seat. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I really don't know how he would handle flying with Gordon overall. And if it would make sense, I mean, we could drive, but I don't know. Figure out at some point.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, it's getting late. Thanks for sharing the uh, the story, though, about flying yeah. at a time like this. Always interesting to hear yeah. how that changes as, the, as you move through this whole thing.
0: Right. Yeah. We'll see how I feel in two weeks.
1: Oh, huh. yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's the
0: big test, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: All right. All right. Well, I'm Reza.
1: I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.